are listening to Readers and Writers with your host, James Hill and Athena Paris of Rock Hill Publishing. I am Amy Ravishandran. Today we're talking resolutions. The new year, hello, we all have resolutions, right? So whether you've just decided you're a writer or you've just are like, I'm going to switch gears and switch what I'm writing or whatever it is, we are going to discuss all of that. So who wants to dive into resolutions first? I think this was Athena's idea, so we'll throw right. it to her first. Oh, Athena. <laughs> Got okay. you. Resolutions. Okay, so I guess my idea was everybody has resolutions. Right. We're going to lose weight. We're going to clear our closets. We're going to um, eat more naturally, whatever it is we decide. But as writers, we also have resolutions. So... Uh, somebody might decide that book I always wanted to write. I think this is the year. And definitely, if that is the way you feel, you should go for it and write that book of yours. Doesn't mean it, uh, you have to accept that it might be a success. It might not be that great a success. And by success, I mean that subjective success. What success? Is that money for you or is it just seeing your book and that you create a, a good product that people love? So success is really uh, subjective from person to person. It doesn't have to just be about money. That's great. If you get the money, that's great. But don't make that your priority when you want to write a book because that book might be your family history. Maybe nobody's going to be interested in it, but your family. But then again, your family might be so interesting that the world didn't know this was the thing they were missing, this family history. So that is what I'm saying about resolutions right now. Yeah. I love it. And, and interesting enough, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to somebody who wrote a book that was based on her grandmother, you know, Diane. She yeah. was on a couple of weeks ago. And you would think, all right, so she wrote about her grandmother. What's so interesting about that? Well, as it turns out, her grandmother lived a very interesting life in a very interesting time period. And so she's a professional writer. She writes children's books. She writes, uh, you know, other things. And so for the person who's not a so-called professional writer who think they only have one book in them, about writing about their family or somebody in their family or something like that. If, if that is your goal, then yeah, then go ahead and do it. You know, because now is the time. You, as they say, don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. That is a resolution everybody should have. And I'm a big procrastinator. So, you know, my resolution is probably to stop procrastinating and get things done. But, you know, that's my resolution every year. So, but the thing is, when you when you decide that you are a writer, when you have decided, I'm going to write this book, I'm going to do this, I want to be a writer, I want to be an author, and you put that in your mind, because a lot of people struggle for years and years, and always think about, oh, when I have time, I'll write, when I have time, you know, when I'm finished this job, when I'm retired, whatever, yeah, okay, because maybe you don't have the time, you know, you have children, you have a job that takes up all your time, so you really don't have the time. And that's how it was for me, too. I wrote a lot of time, but I didn't try to publish anything because I really didn't have time to pursue publishing. Right. And so when you finally say, I'm a writer, I'm an author, I'm going to pursue this, 
then it's time to discover your genre. What are you writing? Which where do you fit in the writing world? Is something that you should look at. Like uh, Tina said, what are your goals to writing? You know, get yourself into a writing group or a class. Start working on your skills. You know, uh, sometimes you can take like creative writing class. I took quite a few of them. I took a bunch of them here and there. Don't learn the centers, all that kind of stuff. It's it's fun. It's fine, but also push yourself to the next level. Not just take classes and never do anything with it. Join writer groups because you get to bounce ideas off. You'll see where you're at. Uh, my what I'm trying to say is follow your dreams. It's good to have a dream. Yeah. But if you don't follow the dream, what good is having it? But see, sometimes sometimes that's hard to do, right? Which is why we all make resolutions, right? We all have good intentions at the beginning of the year. Athena, like you said, eat clean, naturally, write a book, do all these things. And then, you know, life sometimes gets in the way, right? So how, you know, what advice could you give people that, you know, maybe, you know, life gets in the way down the road or whatever, like how can they adapt and kind of overcome that to keep their resolution, whether it is to put out a new book or to join a writing group or something like that, you know, how can people, what are some examples or tips that you guys can give people, you know, to adapt and overcome? Because I mean, I am sure if your life is anything like mine, stuff happens all the time. James, I know for you, for sure, Athena, I'm certain things have happened for you. So, I mean, how do you guys adapt and overcome to keep to your, your goal and your resolution? Um, so every day we have to make a decision of things that we need to do because a lot of time people who say I have no time if you look at their day there is half an hour that they've wasted somewhere doing something that they could have put towards that book that they have in mind now the thing is everybody is said to have a book within them so it's not so much a book but a story and that story can be anything. It can be complete fantasy to very realistic nonfiction, uh, like a, a family story, a business story, uh, a manual that they want to create, anything. So it could be that everybody's got one. Not everybody's going to be a best-selling author for the rest of their lives. So that must... so you have to take that out of your head that because you're going to write one book, either it's going to trigger the true writer in you and you're going to create more or you're going to be satisfied with that one book that you created. So that's two very different writers. The one is on a pathway to becoming uh, an author and a continuous writer and the other one will have achieved the goal after writing that book and they'll move on to something else. Okay, so that is the thing. And time, there is time for everybody somewhere. You just have to find it. Maybe during lunch, maybe during your commute, because some people don't drive, they sit somewhere. You sit for an entire 30 minutes on a bus, on a train. You could be typing things somewhere on your phone, writing in a, um, in a journal, whatever. So there could be time for you to write this book so that you can say that out of 24 hours, you have no time at all. I don't believe that. 
Well, that's very interesting because I wrote my first book with just that idea in mind that I had about 40 minutes, an hour of riding the train to work. And I decided when I decided I was going to become a writer and finally write a book because I tried writing uh, short stories and try to get those published. I know people heard that crazy story of mine before. But when I decided I was going to write a novel and how much time it would take me to write that novel, I realized I have an hour of train rides going to work. I can write for that particular amount of time. And I wrote the novel in that idea that it would be broken up in this one hour segments. So I had to tell the story and that particular scene or whatever that particular part of the story was in that one hour. And I wrote it all longhand. You know, I wrote it in a notebook. This is back in the time before wow. laptops and people yeah. <laughs> and, wow. and personal computers. Actually, I did have a personal computer, but, you know, it was this monstrosity of a, of a So, but there you go. There goes the idea of time. What time do you have that you're frittering away doing something that's not necessary? Mm-hmm. If you want yeah, to yeah, be a writer, do. you find the time to write. Uh, I also wrote late at night. Like I said, I had a family, I had all this stuff, but I'm pretty much an insomniac. So I don't really go to bed early. I don't go to sleep early. So I would sit and write about an hour or so at night after everybody else went to sleep. And I would sit there and type when I actually had a better computer and sit there and start typing my, my stories and stuff like that. And I timed myself by the cartoon network because I was... Oh, each cartoon ran for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. So because I had to get up and go to work in the morning, I didn't want to be there too long. And once you start writing, you sometimes lose complete track of time. Oh, so yeah. I would play the Cartoon Network, and I know every time another cartoon came on, that was another half hour. And at some point, I had to go to bed. So, I mean, two or three cartoons run, and then it's like, all right, whatever I'm at, I got to wrap it up here so I can go to bed so I can get up and go to work in the morning. Right. So, you got to yeah. find time. And and that's a hard thing to do sometimes, but there are ways, you know. Yeah, there's the same. Yeah. If you want something bad enough, you'll either find ways or find excuses. So Very true. You know. Yeah. So if you're all going to find, you know, but I have no time. No, there is time somewhere in your 24 hour. You're just not paying attention to what you're doing with it. You know, so as I say, give up sleeping, but there's plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. (laughs) Uh I mean, yeah, yeah, you have to have some sleep to function, you know, but yeah, yeah, I totally can relate to not sleeping very often. And you know, well, you got two small children, so you're not gonna sleep for years. I know, (laughs) I give up, I give up because even then, you know, when I'm old, when they're old enough for me to sleep, you know, and they're you know teenagers and stuff going out I'm not going to sleep because then I'm going to be worried about them so I'm just uh, I've adjusted and adapted and overcome that I'm just not getting sleep for the rest of my life and I'm okay you know I've <laughs> I have come to terms with that so that's my resolution was to come to terms with that and I have and I function off very little sleep so I can totally attest to what Athena and James are saying you have a ton of hours in the day and you know sometimes yeah you're too tired or you're you have a lot of stuff going on but you know like James was saying his hour commute to and from on the train is what he found or 30 minutes here and there but it's funny that you say you time yourself with cartoons because I do that too 
<laughs> with my kids shows. <laughs> I totally do that too. Like the show Bluey. I don't know if anybody knows it, you know, that's listening, but it's like seven or eight minutes long. And I'm like, okay, so I can watch like four or five of them. And it's like, okay, it's cool. But you know, then eventually I'll be like, I rabbit hole and I end up watching the show, you know? So it's like one of those things for me, <laughs> but I do, I, I used to time myself that way. And it's a, it's a fun rabbit hole for me. Yeah. yeah one so... thing about the cartoons is that sometimes you get pulled into them. Like, uh, I started watching the Ruro or something like that, Arturo, one of those yeah. anime cartoons, mm-hmm. because the story got interesting. Right? I <laughs> know. It's like, yeah. Man, this is actually interesting. And I didn't like anime, which is why I put on the anime cartoons. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They suck you and, in sometimes. Uh, Athena, yeah. what were yeah. you going to say? I was going to say so, my one book, my first book, how I wrote it. So I had quite young kids as well and they were very busy at school but I was for um I was the type of mom who supported them and went to everything they did yeah to make sure that they got there safely and got home safely I preferred to do all of those things and that's when I wrote I would take my pad with me and my pen and as I sat watching my daughter play softball and stuff I would sit in the car and I would write. Sometimes they were out there an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. And that's, um, you know, so they played sports uh, yeah. after school. They did all kinds of things after yeah. school. And that was where I found the time because they were being supervised. They were playing a sport, you know, with the coaches and people like that. So that time was mine. Yeah, I would sit on the bleachers or in my car and I would write. I used that time to write. So they were doing their thing. I was being a supportive mom. Mom, did you see when I did that? Yes, I looked up when I heard everyone cheering. I didn't have like kind of a clue what had happened. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that's one of those things moms are good at, man. We're good at multitasking and just making 500 things go on at one time. You know, we we are very good at that. But you guys, so resolutions. We would love to hear what your resolutions are. So, you know, drop them in the comment. Feel free to reach out to Rock Hill Publishing on Facebook, James Hill and Athena Paris also on Facebook and let them know what your New Year's resolution is. And if you know you are looking for writing guidance or coaching or to have your book published, reach out. Rock Hill is an open book and a fantastic publishing house and family. So definitely reach out. But we will see you all next week for Readers and Writers. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.